One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossing beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rother Matter podcast. We have a point to talk about, a positive, um, some positives to talk about from the midweek tie, uh, tie game against Ipswich, uh, which was obviously on Tuesday evening. We have then an inevitable away not win, draw, loss, <laughs> whatever you want to be uh, at Watford, which we'll come on to later on in this hour. Um, Nick, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Danny's back with us. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing good, thank you. Good stuff. And Tom's back with us. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. I'm doing good. Good to hear. We can finally talk about some positives. What feels like the first time in, I don't know how long, to be honest with you. Um, Mick? Well, I say that the first time in a while. We're actually in our best run of the season. Um, we're only one defeat in our last five games. Um, only one win, but there's obviously three draws in there. So you could spin it and say this is a really good run we've been on and what we've all been whinging about because <laughs> we're picking up, we're, we're technically picking up points here, which is, it feels weird saying that to me. We've been how negative we've all been, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the, the setback at Swillsborough uh, was going to going to have an impact on on fans' attitude mm. and, and the way we felt about stuff. But it, you know, it just shows what's what we're capable of, given the way that we've played in these last five games, given the level of performances that in some of the games anyway, that if we were to to play to our ability, we'd be we'd be sailing, wouldn't we? Mm. You know, we're talking about a lot more wins out of those games, um, so. It is positive. There's no doubt about it. It's positive because we're turning those defeats into draws, and now it's a question of can we turn some of these draws into wins um, and and get this get this away monkey off our back. That's that's got to be the next step, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. As 
Um, it just shows if we beat, if we picked up something that Wednesday game, Danny, if you want to fight, this is all if some buts maybe is you want a five game on beat and run then, and we'd, we'd you know, be a point close to survival within three points, and that's then a real positive spin. And it, you can't forget that Wednesday game, but there are, there is there are positive shoots that they're showing now they can pick up points like Mick says. There's not necessarily a path out of where we are, but there are the signs we can see the signs of how to get out of it. I suppose it's a matter of getting on where we need to be yeah i mean <clears throat> you say about um if we'd have drawn the wednesday game it'd be five unbeaten there was no way it was drawing that wednesday game it was well. awful, it? <laughs> um but i think that's 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 the week that's the weird um circumstance that we find ourselves in like we yeah we are five unbeaten is it one win three draws one loss is that right something like that yeah um but that Wednesday game was so atrocious. It's like, oh, there's any, yeah. there's still a chance we can slip back into that, into that style of play. But since then, we've steadily improved. You know, in the QPR game, we weren't amazing, but we improved a little bit. And then against Ipswich, again, we weren't completely amazing, but we improved a bit. Mm. Um, and hopefully, we can just put that into away games now because that is where we are really struggling. I think we like still the second worst team away from home and there's only three teams who haven't won away from home this season which is all Wednesday and Plymouth um so it's like just need to be a bit more consistent with performance levels instead of being really really good and really really awful um but we're in one of the most consistently inconsistent leagues in the world so yeah make of that what you will but mm. I'm happy with the game against Ipswich, don't get me wrong. It's just a shame that we didn't really get at him when we could have done and had yeah. to be saved in added time. But mm. it was a brilliant way to save it, anyway. Yeah. Um, Mike Miller says it's six points from 15. That's enough. Mm. If, if you do that every five games, you get 55 points. It's not always that simple, but that is good enough. Shall we, of... shall we bring back the Magic 8 ball for, uh, to see what Mike said about six points from 15? What? Should we, say, should we say Magic 8 Ball? Will we get six points from 15? No, we have got six from 15. Oh, from this one? Oh, from the next 15. Okay, my yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says unlikely for the next six and 15, but anyway. Well, you never know. You never know. Um, Aaron starts with handball, um, which if you went to the game, that's only funny to people that went to the game, I think. Um, <laughs> so if anybody watched it on Sky, sorry. But there was a handball shout going around, which was which was very good. Um, Graham Lindley's with us. I is Terry Fenbury, Chris W. Uh, Richard Brown says, what a difference a match makes. Dave Lawton's with us. Adam Cowell says, good handball evening, folks. <laughs> Steve Grunder, John English, um, John Morell's with us. Loads of people with us tonight. Thank you. Um, Tom, let's move on to the game and the specifics. I've seen quite a varying degree of people's opinions. I've seen people saying it was a, it was a fantastic Robin United performance. I've seen people saying, not necessarily that we're lucky, but we still didn't play that well and managed to pick up a point. Where are you on that scale um, in terms of real performance, first of all? Um, I'm in the middle. Um, I think the result is a positive. I think the performance isn't... Uh, let me choose my words carefully here. I think, it was, I think it was a good performance in regards to against second in the league. Um, <clears throat> but if you take the first 20 minutes... And then see how well we did in that first 20 minutes up until their goal. And then mm. compare that with the rest of the game. I don't think it was as consistent as it could have been. 
Again, I don't want to. I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully because it wasn't a bad performance. It was just I think I think in, in th- those first twenty minutes were just exceptional. Mm. Uh, we were really on top of them. We should have gotten another. You know, we should have at least t- taken our chances. Then um, we deserved to be one 0 up. And then you kind of you go from there, and you just hope that we kind of kicked on. And then they got a. I won't call it lucky, but a good goal. Um, mm. And then you kind of. I don't know. Just every, every that, that the rest of the second half, our heads dropped. It seemed they they were really on top. They got back into it, and then the second half, I just think they did the same again. I don't mm. think. I think it was a good defensive performance, but I think if you look at those first twenty minutes, think about how well we could. If if I just wish that that was kept up, really, is what I'm trying to get at. Mm. Yeah, I I'm I'm with Tom on this one, Mick, because I've I've been sat here the last few days just thinking I must be being really negative at the minute. Because I thought I thought that the first twenty minutes, Tom Wright was it was blistering at times. That first twenty minutes was absolutely fantastic, but for the rest of the game, we were we were we weren't better than them. At best, we were level with them for the rest of the entire game. And don't get me wrong, I thought I thought it was a really good defensive display. I thought we set up really solid, and I thought the back line did really really well. But there were still for me quite a lot of issues in terms of performance and. Changes in the game, the in-game changes again didn't work particularly well. I didn't think either, um, but it, but it's still a positive. I'm, I'm trying to be not too negative because it was a positive, but it's not as much of a positive as other people seem to think. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Looking back at it now, I think it probably is. I think the the issue we have at the moment now, now we've managed to touch wood, shore up that back line is is that. It, Ball retention is 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 really poor, mm. uh, and and when you're playing against a team like this, who who like the possession, um, you know that that causes you a problem, uh, and it puts you on the back foot for long periods of the game because you just don't keep hold of the ball. And the midfield at the moment now is the, is, the, is the area where we're not functioning well mm. uh, for, for whatever reason. Uh, there were some decent performances. I thought Sam Lucas had a decent game, a really good game, in fact. You know, he really got stuck in and he showed what he's capable of. We know what he's capable of. You know, he's he's a quality footballer. He's played at this level and higher for some considerable time. Uh, but we know what he's capable of. And, and, he, and he showed a little bit that the other night. But unfortunately, Kafka went missing again. Um, and, and we need the whole of that midfield to function in order for us to try and retain a bit more possession of the ball. And I think that's why we were on the back foot for, for some of the game. And, you know, why why you, you, you're saying what you're saying about the, the, the kind of negative side of that performance. Um, but you've got to also bear in mind that, like you said, they're second in league and they've been on a great run. They have been on a great run. Um, mm. I'm not convinced... I'm not convinced that they are in a, in their rightful position. Uh, Ipswich, I think they will drop off. I don't think they are automatic promotion fodder by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they reminded me very much of Preston um, in the sense that you know they were they were pretty comfortable in possession of the ball, but lacked lacked a cutting edge. Which when you've got Paul uh, Thingyhurst, not Paulhurst, Georgehurst. Um, and and Freddie Ladapo up front, you're going to like a cutting edge. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, overall, I'm happy. I'm happy. Clearly, I'm happy with the result given the position mm. that we're in. Yeah. Um, but it probably couldn't. It could have been. We could have been coming away with three points quite easily. To be yeah. honest. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. Uh, what I would say in Ipswich, I think if they can get to January in a similar position and then spend on somebody who plays with a bit more cutting edge, they will they will certainly be up there. But I think you're right, they like they've got a very set way of playing. They like they like to play that ball out wide. They're very sort of fixed on that using the wide areas, which we defended pretty well, uh, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, for the most part. Um but yeah. Then let's move on. It was a first start and a first goal for Sam Nombe. Uh, I thought he, Matt Tillis said he, he led the line really, really well. Uh, I agree. He won he won his fair share of headers, more than you probably expect him to, bear in mind that he's not that kind of player. Um, what were your thoughts on, on him in general? I thought I thought it was I was pretty happy with him. Yeah, definitely. He was very happy with himself, that's for sure. Um, when he got subbed off for... Hugel later in the game that he was really after his performance and watching the game back on Sky because yes I did it um, <laughs> he, he had the biggest smile on his face at full time as well because he knows you know that was that was like his, um, his I'm here sort of moment you know mm. um, and it didn't take him long did it it was his first home start was yeah. his first home start yeah, yeah it didn't take him long did it I think it was like <laughs> 3 minutes 40 seconds something like that um, but that's how dangerous it can be when you know you sort of play to your striker's strengths because we know that Hugo likes the man next to him and likes mm-hmm. it in a two. Um, whereas I think Nombe is better suited to the three, if I'm being honest. You know, we get the ball in the wider areas, press the team, which Onya Dimmer did because it was Onya Dimmer and Lemakisa on that right hand side, mm-hmm. they pressed their player, won the ball back, Fred's brought it forward, ball across six yard box, and it's one nil. You know, um, I think everyone had just got settled in the seats and we'd scored. Um, and I don't think Ipswich expected it, mm. to be honest. Um, but it's great for Nombe and I hope he plays up to the, uh, the little message that Jed gave us when we first signed him. You know, when he gets his first one, he'll get a hatful. Yeah. Mm. So hopefully that's the case. I think it's his first goal in 20-ish appearances in total. Mm. Um, which isn't the best, but Matt Taylor knows what sort of player he is from his time at Exeter, and hopefully he can just build on that. Mm. And Nombe didn't look out of his depth this time around, whereas I thought in the past when he'd come on, he looked out of his depth a little bit, mm. whereas he looked a part of the team this time around. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. John Morales is a brilliant player by the wide player that made the goal rather than finish. Yeah, it was just a proper, it was a proper striker's finish. He just found himself in the right place. Um, we give Fred quite a lot of stick on the last episode. Um, Tom, I think, is right. I think Fred, he's one of those players, though, I suppose, isn't he? he? When he's good, he's bloody brilliant. But when, when he's not, he just looks like he's not very bothered. But that was a brilliant bit of play. And I thought Fred, it was a massive step up on Fred's performance from the previous game. As you may expect with the illness that, that Matt Taylor talked about. Um, but I thought Fred in general had a really good game. And that was a fantastic bit of play for him to set Nombi up. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. It was, it was just good all around. Um, it was positive, which I don't think he's done as much in these recent games. I think it's been a bit more timid and a bit more kind of scared to commit players and whatnot. But he was, you no, know, he was positive, aggressive, and and it was a good ball in as well. Um, but I, 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 I'm, yeah, I still think we need it from both sides. Mm. I flank uh, both flanks because it was Kafu on the left wing, and he's. Again, like you said, Mick, he did go missing, but he's he's not a winger either. So I, yeah. I yeah. so it was a strange decision to put him out there. I just wouldn't have started with him if he didn't want to play him in the mid in in that midfield. I just wouldn't have started him because mm. we just lack we lacked so much pace um, on that mm. left side because the way that we started the game 
um, with the press is what Nombe does well. It's what Fred can do, I think. We just needed someone else on that other side just to fill in with that press as well, like an Appiah. I know he hasn't played as well, but if we've got a quick front three, then maybe he'll work better. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it, it was good. It was good from Fred, and it's what he was like in those first couple games where we all thought we had a we got a starlet. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, no, he's um, he, he did well. It's just positive play. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we'll make and we that continued. But I thought we were really, really good. Without maybe creating too many old clear cut chances, but we we were in control of the game for twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and nobody expected that going against Ipswich. So that's that's a real positive. The goal then comes on around twenty minutes or so, something like that. Um, mix. I'll let you have right. Your your right. Right. Of saying first of all, make you want to. We want to talk about the, the giving of the free kick. I said at the time that you can't even you can't touch him. If, if you as a defender, you've got to be aware you can't touch the player. Ramos took. I haven't seen it back. No, I to be fair. Um, but he's touched the player. You can't. He's going to go down like he's been shot. They're always even even if it wasn't a foul, he's still going to go down. The linesman referees are going to fall for it. Colin Bravo's got to do better than that. He can't get anywhere near him. At the speed is going. He went at him with speed. He didn't sort of slow down. And Bramwell's got to the better. That was. The, he's got to be smarter than that. Whether whether he pushed him or not, he needs to be smarter in in those situations for me, Bramwell. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. I mean, we all could see before Bramall got within ten feet of him exactly the outcome of of, of yeah. that scenario. You know, the, the liner might as well, or the ref might as well, have just blown up. Before before Bramall even got there, uh, it was difficult to see from our position. You know, mm. I, I at the time I didn't think I thought it was just another one of these. A player touches you, it goes down. So I've heard, I've heard some people say that it was a definite push. I've heard other people say the same as me. Whatever, whatever. I mean, the, the, just the very fact that a player's got to be careful not to get too close to a player because he's going to go down. Is a really, really sad indictment on on football in general, isn't it? You know, uh, whether it's foul or not, there was plenty of others given in that mm. game and games across yeah. the country, week in, week out, day in, day out, and it's just sad. It's just sad. It, it, it's just anyway. Look, if it's a free kick, it's a free kick. In my view, the player's gone down easy. And and that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable, and it's not acceptable. Cafu did it a couple of times in the game as well. Mm. And 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 to be fair, I mean, we, we called him out around where we were sat for doing mm. it. Not acceptable. It's not. It's not. It's not good enough. But I, I don't agree that Bramall's got to be cuter. He's got to go football. You know, what's got the people who've got to be cuter is, is the officials in this in this scenario, and not just keep continually giving these stupid stupid free kicks. That are unnecessary, you know. The the, the same line or didn't even bat an eyelid in the second half when Jordan Hugo were pulled down by his arm, literally pulled yeah. down. I mean, the, the player took about four paces backwards as he were pulling him. No, never batted an eyelid, you know. Either just be consistent, you know. If if you're going to give them, give them every time and, and give everything else. But yeah, anyway, even so, the defending from it was just woeful, weren't it? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, Mike Miller says I'll come to you, Danny. Was Ipswich first goal in 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 innovative? That's not how you spell it. There you yeah. go. Play from Ipswich or naivety from us? And it's very it's very easy for us to sit here and say you've got it better than that because it looks 
it just looks lax. It looks really, really slow and poor from our, from our point of view. But but then for you, you take the Rotherham hat off and you say that's quite a well worked free kick. They've they've worked out for spare man at box. They've probably got a blocker in the box to stop our defenders getting out. I didn't buy much about it, but they probably probably got something like that. And it's a great finish from a guy who never scores goals. <laughs> Is which way which way you're seeing it? Um, I'm leaning on the side of it's quite innovative from Ipswich. To be fair, um, that we can talk about giving the free kick away, etc., until we blow it face. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a very well worked routine. It's quite clearly been drilled into them on the train on the training ground, um, and it's a brilliant finish. You know, he's given Victor no chance of getting anywhere near that with the type of shot it is. Um, and the vast majority of people thought it was going to get going to go into the box, but it went to the edge of the box instead. Um, and it basically just caught us off guard. You know, I think if mm. you're you're lined up in a way to expect the ball to not be whipped into where the bodies are into the one guy on the edge of the 18 yard box, then you know you've got a crystal wall <laughs> because nine out of ten times it gets whipped into the box, the big heads go up and. You try and get a, a headed goal out of it, not a goal from, from the edge of the box. Um, so I'm on Ipswich's side of it being uh, innovative, to be fair. Um, okay. Of course, you could say, oh, they have more pace in the team that we could race out and get there quicker, you know. But um, no, I'm in Ipswich's part with that one. Mm. Fair enough. Jamal says, to be fair, the ball gets pulled back to a guy who hasn't scored since Mick have hair. So you'd say, go on, hit it then. Which, yeah. <laughs> Terry Fenby says, it's naive of us. Richard Brown says, how many times will this score from it from now on? Probably none. Um, mm-hmm. I have an issue with how we set up on that particular one. There was, we have essentially three people trying to block, not in the wall, but trying to block sort of for the first ball if it doesn't be the first man. I just feel mm-hmm. like that's too many. You, you need yeah. one or two sort of covering that first one. And it happened mm-hmm. in the second half with, with a similar a similar free kick from a similar side. It Not only does it leave us vulnerable on the edge of the box, it leaves a spare man. We left a spare man in, in their box quite a few times mm-hmm. before I'm trying to stop the the first the first ball almost, or the initial cross. Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced the way we set up from set pieces. Were, I know that was the only kind of one we conceded, but I'm, I'm not convinced about it. And that probably contributed to it for me, I don't know. Yeah, we seem to defend the box too heavily, um, as in we always expect it to come in and then when it doesn't, we're in trouble. Uh, and it, it was it was a weird one because like basically everyone's saying he's never going to hit a ball better um, and it's never going to fly into the top corner as it does. But however, having said that, he had some, it looked like about 15, 20 metres of space. He could have taken mm. a touch smacked it you know it wasn't a case of he stroked it beautifully home from an impossible angle he had a lot of time and it's just it's not really i think it is a bit of naivety i just think i think you can't i think there's a there's a there's a point of defending your box obviously but then you've got to defend around the box and it's just Mm. it's it's pretty you know no offense to him but you know rathbone isn't going to do much against when he's got ayala beside him he's not going to win the header Mm. and so, you know, for one of them to take responsibility and say, look, this, it's not even that there was just one player on the edge of the box. There was, there was three on the edge of the box who it could have gone to. For at least mm. one of them not to go, hang on a second. <laughs> one of us might need yeah. to push out here. Um, is a bit of naivety. But having said that, again, usually th- those kind of routines happen. It, fly, it flies over the bar and you go, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. And then mm. 
the case where it goes in is the case where you look at it and go, hey, hang on a second. But yeah, it's, it, I don't know. It's for me personally, it's naivety um, mixed in with a, you know, a, a great effort. But I think even if it misses, I'm still going, well, how has he got that space? You know, it's, mm. it, it doesn't matter how good the shot is. It's still a bit of naivety on our part. And it links mm. back to the foul as well. It's naivety from Bramwell. Cause I know, I know Mickey, I know you're saying it's not a foul and it isn't, but it is at the same time. It's always going to get given. As soon as there's any kind of push on a player, they go down and it is a foul. It's just, it happens now. And I think Bramwell do, does that two, three mm. times a game. And it's, yeah. it's something that if he doesn't kick it out, he's not, he's not going to improve on it. And like that goal, it, it costs us because it's a stupid foul to make. And don't get me wrong, it's not just him that makes it. It's fouls all over the pitch from both sides. People do it all the time, but it is Bramwell that's a consistent offender in that regard. Mm. It's a shame because all the rest of his game has improved massively. Mm. But he, still, yeah. he just loses his head a little bit sometimes, I think. He, um, he, yeah, he's very, very, very aggressive in his tackling, which is fine yeah. a lot of the time. You know, you yeah. see him make slides and, and everyone's cheering him on and, and this, that and the other. And, so, and when he's aggressive, he's great, but sometimes he's again naive and i think there is a bit of naivety within our squad mm. which i don't know where it's rooted from but hopefully it can change hopefully phil says we have 11 players back and two men for, i think with three on the edge <laughs> phil uh on the edge of the box fair uh, and i will go back to asset to make at the time before the free kick came in there was one man in the wall i'm not convinced from that angle you need a man in the wall because the angle is that is it, i think it was a right footed crosser he's not going to mm. shoot from there so that man, that man in the wall then becomes a, a pointless waste of space, which can be used somewhere else as well. Um, but again, we're not very educated in football, so what what do we know? Talking crap, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, but that that goal was a real hammer blow, Mick, because it was instantly. It wasn't like mm. it wasn't like five minutes leading up to goal. The Ipswich had taken the initiative. It was no. as soon as the goal went in. Right, that was the end of the from our, from our point. That was the end of the half. We mm. couldn't get a foot back in the game. It's. We're going to talk about a minute of dealing with adversity quite well in the last few minutes, but that moment adversity, we did not deal with it until the eight until they scored their second goal. To be fair, that was a really frustrating period of the game, and you can't let as a home team you can't allow that to happen for such a period of time for seventy minutes a game almost. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, we handed the, the, the goal handed obviously obviously handed the momentum back to them, um, and we found it incredibly difficult to. To wrestle that momentum back, didn't we? And, and it goes, just goes back to what we said, what I said earlier on about you know we because we're not retaining possession of the ball, it's coming straight back at us, uh, yeah. and as a consequence, we're getting deeper and deeper. Uh, the thing is, right, it's but the thing is, Twitch, they were getting the ball back into play so quickly. Yeah, they, they, were, were, yeah. they weren't taking the time. It was it was instantly back in play, and that maybe that maybe that contributed. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I think it did. They they, they were trying to play the game at pace, weren't they? Um, for, for a lot of the time, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did. Uh, the, the, the way to stop it is obviously is to, is to keep to keep the ball from him, yeah. You know? um, and we weren't able to do that. Um, I, I, I'm, I question, as, as Tom said earlier on, you know, you've got Cafu out wide on the left. That's just I don't, I don't, I don't understand that at all. Mm. You know, he came back inside uh, for a short period of time in the second half, and and he was a lot better and a lot more involved in the game, albeit he didn't really impact it. Um, too much, but um, yeah, that 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 doesn't help. The balance of that midfield wasn't right, and as a consequence, we couldn't keep the ball. And we just kept inviting and back on. Um, so yeah, that's that's just where we are in it. Um, mm. 
But ultimately, ultimately, we came back into the game and uh, and got what, in my view, is was our just desserts. So, um, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the goals, Danny. We'll talk about the substitutions a lot because I think the substitutions are a change in formation is worth talking about if we've got time. Um, but the second goal, when he went in, you just thought, this is just it. You've got these 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 guys who they've just you know come back from the dead two, a few days against Birmingham. They're just going to do it. They're just going to win. They've scored off their own player's accidental back flick after Rathbone kicked the ball at him. Um, you just thought, well, that's that then. Unlucky Rotherham. It was just such a horrible goal. It, it, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as good. Uh, the Smith goal against Wednesday, the first goal, was better. But it just it still reminded me as just so avoidable and so... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> the best way was to describe it is, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, and and I had, after watching it back, I, I finally understood what happened because um, when it actually happened, when it, like, watching it live, it was just a bit of a... What? Ha- how's the goal? What's happened here? Has it come off victory? Has it come off fair play? Has it come off Ollie? Has Morrison just not got there in time? Has Vladdy Powell put it in? Thank Christ he didn't. He tried. Yeah, he oh tried. God, he tried, didn't he? That really funny. Um, but after now learning what happened, it's like, <laughs> you can hardly call it a shot on target. It's almost like a no. goal by default. Into mm. <laughs> because yeah. it's coming ricocheted off Ollie, ricocheted off their player, neither of who knew nothing about the but the other person who knew what was happening was Morrison and he knew he couldn't get there in time. Otherwise, <laughs> they had no idea what was happening. Mm. Um through no fault of their own, it's just through where the balls hit one person, hit another, and where it's ended up. Mm. Um and I think it's those sort of goals that if we'd have lost to that, it would have mm. made the loss even more um painful because you know, losing to that type of goal is really, really painful. If you if you lose to an absolute screamer from the edge from the edge of the eighteen yard box or thirty yards out, you sort of have to go, All right, fair enough. But a goal like that, it's proper gut wrenching of, oh no, here we go again. Mm. However, it sort of gave us a little kick up the backside that we needed and like, hang on, we're still in this game. We can still get something from it. Mm. Um and that's exactly what happened with Tyhe's goal, which is probably one of the best goals I've ever seen because the curl on it, I think most people thought it would go in wide from where he's hit it from, but it just sneaks in the pose and it's like, wow, what a finish. Mm. Mm. What a finish. You've got goal of the season contender so far with Lemby Keyser's shot earlier mm. in the season. It's a good competition for that, to be fair, which is not like mm. us to have good goal competitions. John Morell's yeah. blaming Victor for the goal, uh, original cross. What is he diving at? I would need to watch it back. Which I will do now in a moment while I ask Tommy's Tom the question. I'll watch it back. Um, when it goes in, Tom, and I don't know about you, I'm just sort of thinking that's that's it. We don't come back from games. We don't. We don't. I know we came back from QPR, but it, it was a different kind of goal that happened. Yeah. And for me, it just felt like oh, that's it. We've lost this game. We, we maybe shouldn't have done. I was so negative about it. And uh, yeah, were you the same, or did you feel like we could have come back? Well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I wasn't there, so. I was so close to turning it off i just didn't want to watch anymore i just couldn't be asked to see the end of it i just didn't think you know what's the point it reminded me a lot of bristol city again um mm. and you know I, I know that we got a late equalizer in that albeit for nothing but um you know it was um it was definitely a uh a contender for you know just why the hell again you know it's just mm. it, it's just always happens um well having said that it was something it, it you know it was i think 
it was some finish, absolutely. But in those circumstances as well, to not smash it and to side foot it from the edge of the 18-yard box when <laughs> everyone's screaming, shoo, to just be mm. so composed. It's just, I think it sums him up as a footballer. And I, <laughs> I like... Um, I can remember back to when we first signed him and a lot of the comments were like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't score or assist. He hasn't scored in you know, yeah. 80 games or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right if he scores one in 80, then if, it, if they're like, <laughs> it's not it's not the worst thing. But yeah, he is, um, it was de- it was a definite Christ the Redeemer moment. He was um, to, to, to side for it. I, I just, to absolutely, I don't know, have the composure just to, to side for it. I'm still dumbfounded anyone else in that situation is smacking it and it's going into mm. out of the stadium and you know it's um yeah it was just it was a it was just, it was a relief more than a, than, mm. a, than a triumph i think um because although i think on the basis of play it was either a it, it wasn't a win we deserved i think to mm. lose in that manner would have been horrific so to get a draw at the end of it is probably I wouldn't say deserved necessarily, but it felt fair, um, mm. just on the basis of how they scored their second goal. And oh, yeah. I'm so glad that Freddie didn't score it. <laughs> I were hoping that he got it, and it would have been offside. Yeah, that, that would have been funnier. Um, it would have been amazing. Something needed to happen. Um, on the goal, you you could blame Victor for the second goal. I think he's, he's tried to save the original cross that we're never going to get to, which has then left the goal empty. Um, certainly. I can see that. I can, I can see that. Um, like Chai make like like Tom just said, doesn't score any. We, we talked about the start of the season. We signed him, but everybody was raving about him. But he doesn't. He's not a type of player. Uh, yeah. He's not going to score. He's not a damn Barlas who's going to who's got that strike on him. I've been seeing some of his strikes so far this season. I was convinced he was never going to score a goal because he has had some <laughs> awful shots this season. I didn't. I genuinely didn't think he had that in his locker just to sort of unleash it. And uh, it was a goal worthy of picking up point. We, we, where we sit, we had the perfect angle from it. Mm. We sit right at sort of the angle of that side of the box. You could just see it whip into the top corner. Yeah. Um, I'm pleased for him because he's had a really good start to the season. He, he seems like a really, really good signing. Um, and we're getting his money's worth. A million pound player and half a million pound stri- stri- player both scored it the same night. Yeah. So it's, it's all good. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and Tai's got a lot more to give to this team. Mm. A lot more. Once he can get some players in front of him who, who can who can help maintain possession, you know he's he's, he's a quality footballer. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's certainly certainly got a lot more to give, as as have most of them, to be honest. Uh, and if he can keep adding one or two of them into his uh, into his game as well, my word, you know, um, there'll be the you know there'll be a decent sell on there once uh, <laughs> once we have to get rid of him. Um, if we go down, so um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, great, great goal, great finish. Uh, bit of a bit of a scramble to start with, um, mm. but having said that, I think I think the way the ball ricocheted about each time it ricocheted was from from one of our shots. And Georgie Kelly had a pop, and somebody else had a pop, and you know it just it just dropped to him and so composed, like you said, a great finish. Mm. Yeah, um, IFC just wants to pop up saying handball. Correct. <laughs> That. Um, yeah, so we went down. I think I think that I think I wonder, Danny, how much confidence this will give the team. Bearing in mind how far we went down and how late it was that we, we came back at, that's got to prove to them that they can come back. They, they, it's got it was two games in a row, we've got two points in a row from, from losing positions. We did, we barely got that many all of last season. 
So mm. we've there is this ability in this team. There's clearly been lacking belief. That's clearly been an issue so far this season. And you've got to if this doesn't give them belief now over the last two games, I don't know what will give them belief because they they can come back from losing positions even if it's within a couple of minutes left. They can do it. So they've just got to believe to start with, and then we're gonna we should be fine because the the skills there. It's just that mental block which hopefully with that helps us get over it a little bit. Yeah, the one thing that they need now is an away win, and then we're away. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we, we've sort of we've we've come from behind to get at least a point more times this season already than we did last season. I think the last time we only did it was against Swansea away. I think. Mm. Um, whereas this season we have come we've come Burnley from behind against Southampton. Oh yeah, Burnley home as well. Yep. Um, so we're doing it a bit. We're doing it a bit more this season. So it does have that belief of you know the old uh, moniker of never write Rotherham off, you know, because we can mm. produce moments of really like Georgie against Burnley last season, and you know Tai against uh, Ipswich this season. So it's just putting that little bit of belief back into the team, like you say, Matt. And we can only build on that. You know, we can't say right. This is where. We're getting back to it. Let's crack on. We need to really drive it home as if we can still do better. Let's keep going and pushing on. Mm. Um, and the game against Ipswich, you know, a team that's at the top end of the table, um, that, like you say, we were even for great spells against them. We need to take that positive into the Watford game and just go, if we play consistently like we did against Ipswich <clears throat> and keep Watford out, why can't we get a result against them? Mm. And I think that is one of the last hills we need to overcome, that almost mental block of away games in the second tier. Uh, if we get over that, which, which we've been saying since the start of the season, because it's now been a year since we last won an away game. Um, yeah, so if we get over that hill, then we could be away. But at the same time, it could be now with the test against Watford. Are we capable of getting over that hill? Hmm. Yeah, that's the question. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So let's go through some comments. Uh, Bailey Vernon says, just shows how frustrating it is by if if we get this run during a bad period of performance, where could we be if we turned up for most of all, if, for most, if not all of those games? Uh, Harry H says, we invite a lot of pressure, but they were lucky they didn't take their chances. If we keep this performance up, we would not be where we are in the league. John Rell says, the one thing that's turned out was the lack of pace. We've got a very quick player who sits on the bench in Arvin Appiah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Terry Vemis says, we changed to five at the back to nullify their wingers. Why, why didn't we start with five at the back? I will stick on that one, Tom, because I thought when we changed five at the back, it made us worse. Um, I, I, before the game, I was sort of saying we should have started with five at the back because I'm really, really worried about their their wide men. The four at the back worked defensively really, really well. And then when it went to five at the back, we had no out ball. We couldn't get out from them. I just feel like it, against them it didn't work, and I thought all the substitutions didn't particularly work. To be honest with you, no, um, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because I think we were all calling for a five back in the last game, 
uh, well, the last time I was on, sorry, is it, it, it just seems to be able to fit in the players that you want it to fit in. I think it mm. has two strikers starting, which I think a lot of people want as well. And yeah. I don't know, but I, I completely agree. As soon as we went to a five back, it just went, it went so much more worse. It was, it was weird. The, uh, the, the lack of intensity didn't increase, um, didn't increase. I thought it would have done with a uh, fresh legs. I thought that was a game for Jamie Lindsay. If I, I agree. Um, I thought not only were the substitutions poor, I thought, sorry, not poor, um, didn't quite come off. I don't think the, um, what's it called? You know how he did it in Oh, three, he staggered them. Yeah, I don't think he staggered them very well, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Have, have bringing on Morrison, I don't mind it, but then bringing mm. on, uh, who else did he bring on by themselves? Was it just Kelly that came uh, on? It was. I've got, I, I don't know because I was going to mention this season. So it brought on Morrison on 58 as a single sub. It brought Revan and Hugel on, on 63 minutes. And then four minutes later, it brought Georgie on, on his own. Yeah. I just, that it, weird, it that? yeah, it wasn't very well staggered for me. I would have, I would have either put Morrison and Revan on at the same time, you know, just, just put someone else on at the same time. Cause I think that was a game for another. Another midfielder, another someone else to come on. I think it was a game for Lindsay to come into. Um, but yeah, I've I I think a five at the back is maybe our best for me. I don't know. After seeing how we performed like that, is um, mm. it's 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 tough, isn't it? Because um, I'd always call for a five back because I think it fits in everyone perfectly. I think it allows someone like Cafu a bit of luxury because you've got a bit mm. hard, you know. A bit more behind him, um, in case. Um, so yeah, when we changed to a five back and it didn't work out, it really, you know, it's made me, you know, see, perceive it a bit differently. Um, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> honest, honestly, I don't know. I thought I knew, I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> a, a three in midfield doesn't see, I don't know. It's, I think everyone wants to start two strikers up front, but where do you go from mm. there? Do you have four, four, two? Do you five, three, two? Um, I don't know, but. Every time we seem to change to a five back, it doesn't seem to make every anything better. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think that that is possibly the best way to go. It's, it's confusing. I don't know because like, I, I still don't know if Bramall's a, a centre half. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's so tough being um, being able to you know be tailor at this minute um, <laughs> what with injuries and whatnot. It's, it's not an easy job. Um, but yeah, no, the sta- the staggering of the subs it was the bit that really got me. I don't, I think they tried their hardest to impact the game, but I think it was difficult in that scenario. Mm. I think Hugel and Kelly were very isolated, and when they did get it, yeah. it's it's very very hard for them to do anything with it. Although I did think that they caused them a bit of problems in the box. I mean, Morrison should have scored. Um, oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, and Revan Revan got tore a bit to pieces by that Hutchinson. If we're being completely mm. honest, but. I'm surprised he didn't start. He looked a very, very good player. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, I don't think they had a bad, bad time of it. But I think I think Morrison's getting better with each game. Uh, mm. I thought that was a positive sub. Um, but yeah, Kelly and Hugel are so tough to to impact the game, and I can't see both of them working together. Maybe Nombe and one of them. But yeah, I'd, I'd still like to see two uh, two strikers though. Mm. Yeah, I'm not convinced about Hugel's impact. I know he scored against Southampton, but I'm not sure if that's his best way to come off bench. Uh, but yeah. John Morrell says, I think the sentence we all use was if we play four, the back will get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, I'm amazed we didn't, to be honest with the way out, with how strong they are out wide and how much they, they determined to play out wide. I'm really surprised um, that we didn't get hurt more. They, again, much like QPR, they had 
at times three men and Colin Bramall, but the ball never got through to him to sort of exploit it. Is it, is um, it just me that thinks that Ipswich didn't play the, the way we thought they were going to play? I didn't know how they were going to play, but I, I was shocked. They, they did that thing where they just, they got the ball in the centre of the pitch and they'll just ping it into the far over their head, into the corner. So their plan is get in the corner, get in. it didn't, didn't play off, pay, pay off from at all on Tuesday. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought they'd play a lot with a lot more intensity out wide. To be fair, yeah, I don't think it was their balls out wide. I thought it was it was only their that Jackson. It was only his second start of the season, third start of the season. Mm. So I don't think he's their regular. Don't know if it was their regular team. I mean, Brandon Williams didn't get a look in, did he? And I thought he would have. I thought he'd he'd have been a danger player, the Mm. fullback. Um, I I liked that Hutchinson when he came on. I thought he probably should have started. They look they look a good side, and I think coming back at the end of the season and looking how we actually did, I think. We'll, prob- we'll probably look at it as they weren't mm. as good, but I think we'll also look at it as, you know what, maybe we were good that game. Because um, mm. I-, I think they could be genuine challenges for automatics if they, they you know. They need strength to build them. Yeah. The chapter uh, number 10, I thought he was really, really good. Uh, Chaplin, yeah. Ones. But yeah, um, they've, they've conceded two or more goals in their last five games or something. So it's They're a bit chaotic, aren't they? They're, they're, they are. They've got that about them. Mm. Um, it should make it good fun to watch from the outside, watching the, the top of the championship shape up. Um, Mick just finishes off on on Tuesday um, by talking about Hakeem Adolphin again. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he's just a great player. I just love him so much. I, I, I can't wait to say on the podcast on Sunday, or I would say it to you privately, Mick. He's just got the Cam Humphreys about him. He's just so cool and calm on the ball. Um, he does make mistakes. He's not perfect, but he's quick enough to get out of those mistakes really, really well. Um, he looks like he's born to play as a centre half, to be honest with you, which is which is mad. Comp- thinking of what he's done for his midfield, um, he solves problems for us. He's solved the problem. He solved the centre half problem for us, really, hasn't he? He has, and I'm really disappointed about it. <laughs> I am. I don't want him playing at centre back. You know, and he's brilliant, and and, he, and he, he's he's great at it, and and. You know, you're right, he has solved that problem for us. But I don't want him playing there. You know, it's not his best position. Mm. Um, and that, that says a lot for me, for me, in my opinion. I'm not saying, you know, in my opinion, it's not his best position. And that, so that's, that, that says a lot about him as a player. Yeah. That, um, you know, he's playing out of position and, and one man of the match in both games. <laughs> and, and, and arguably, well, not arguably, should have scored uh, the other night. But, yeah. Uh, hit the post. Um, mm. He's a hell of a player, and and he's he's you can see just from his attitude. Is well, we've had him on here, and we know that he loves being here. He's enjoying his time here, you know. And, and and from his attitude on the pitch, when we score a goal, he's the first person there who ever scored it. You know, he, he's he's just he's a hundred percent invested in in what we're doing. Um, mm. I, he's, he's, I love him, love him, top top lad. Yeah. We can't speak highly enough about it. We could, we could spend yeah. another 20 minutes talking about Hakeem and Offen, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, we've got other stuff to talk about, sadly. John says, from a neutral point of view, says he was our man of the match, miles better than the rest. Yeah, he was. Um, go back and listen. We, we talked to him in September. If you want to go back and listen to Hakeem and Offen and say how much of a nice guy he is, go back and listen to that regular interview we did. Well, he was good. Um, mm. I thought so. <laughs> I can't believe I asked him if he sees himself as a striker. I know, and now he's the centre half. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but that's that that absolutely sums it up, though, Tom, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, because he, you, you know as well as I do that you, you put him up there next side of John Ugalo or, or Sam Numbe, and he'll do a job, and he'll do a proper job, and probably get yeah. on a match again, you know, um, because he's, he's he's he is versatile. Is is that he is genuinely versatile? Mm. You know, he's not a Greg Alford versatile, yeah. a proper <laughs> versatile player. Um, and, and, and I'm sure if Victor lent him his gloves, he'd do that. No, just I, uh, if, I didn't know whether that was wrapping up on Ipswich game or, or whether he wanted to talk about the handball. <laughs> oh, can we actually say that I do think that they should have had a penalty? I when a dolphin tripped him up, it uh, tripped Hurst up in the first half. I think he but, kicked her, so I think that uh, was. Yeah. At the time, I thought it was one of the worst dives I've ever seen. Having mm. watched it back, I think VAR would give that because I think yeah. he's dragged him. I think, mm. I, think, I think he did dive. I think he got contact, yeah. took another step and then went over. Yeah. Therefore, I think that's what gave it in our favour. But if that's the other way and in their box and it's and it's non-bay going over, we're all screaming for it. I th- I genuinely think that that was a penalty. I, I thought there was a handball in the second half as well. I, I haven't Again, I haven't seen it back, but I thought there was a the handball in the, the second the half. Kelly one. I can't remember what it were now, but there were, there were a couple that they claimed for, but I thought one of them was. If it, if it's the Kelly one, I think Kelly's not looking at the ball for a start. He's looking way, way, like, the different yeah. direction. His arm's here, and it hits his elbow, like, here. Yeah. It's it's tough to give him. Again, you've seen him given, but I don't think it was. Uh, mm. I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been given, but I'd have been upset, you know. Um, mm. Whereas the... the if her, If... If Hurst goes down when he gets contact and it's and he gives a penalty, I, I don't think many people people can argue with that. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I would have wanted it, the Hurst mm. one, if it was against mm. us. But if you watch it back, it's quite cute of George Hurst because he deliberately puts his. He can see Hakim Adolphin coming and he puts his foot across to yeah. initiate mm. contact. It's very subtle, but he does it. Yeah, um, and, and obviously a dolphin's a dolphin's lost his balance completely. So, you know, it's it, it, yeah. I mean, he, he bought that one, or he would have bought it had it been given. In yeah. my view, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Dave Lawton says Hurst hasn't improved as it bang average. If, <laughs> if any, if anything's going to stop Ipswich going 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 up this season, it's going to be having George Hurst and Fraley Depple, like you've already mentioned, Mick. They are not good enough. That you need more. You need more clinical finishers. The rest of the team is quite impressive. They're very solid. What they do is very good. There is no lethal clinical finishers at the top of that pitch. That that could cost them because Leicester have got Leeds have got a whoever you want. They've got those those guys at the top of the pitch. Uh, so January could be very very important month for Ipswich, depending on who, who they can bring in. Um, well, make do you want to complain about their fans or do you want to leave that where it, where it lies? Because you had a bit. Humble. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned it on, on post match, didn't I? I don't know, but I've obviously had time to, to think about it. And did you like that comment I sent you? By the way, I've not seen that. No, I'll have to look somebody, at that. Somebody, somebody, somebody put a comment saying the old guy needs to get some new glasses. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have a look at some of the. I'm gonna have a look at some of these comments now. You should say that because I'm on my way tomorrow to have my eyes tested. So that, might, that might help, uh, but I don't need my ears testing, to be honest. And 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 I, I said it on post match, and, and I still I still stand by it. I mean, you know, we've been here 12 years now, haven't we? 13 years, 12 years. Is it at New York? Something like that. Anyway, I love it. I think it was our, yeah, it was our 10th last season. And we've had we've we've had. 
Sheffield Wednesday down here, I don't know how many times, who are, who are traditionally the mightiest set of supporters in the history of football. <laughs> but these, they, that last night, they just beat Wednesday into a pulp, didn't they, in terms of mardiness? I, it was it bizarre. It, it was all at times. It was just bizarre. They were just screaming and crying constantly. Anytime a player went anywhere near them, didn't they? It was bizarre. It was so noticeable. I've yeah. just found an absolute pillar of a comment, me. <clears throat> but on, yeah. on the post match reaction, it says, if you don't think that was a foul, stick to your NFL. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Is that John? Was that John? <laughs> yeah, that was um, Johnny Davis. Two, uh, two You've three, had NFL four. on your hat, though, didn't you? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah they were uh, that's good. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Move on. Let's move forward. Um, Watford next up. The voices of Vicar Withers are saying, if you think that lacked intensity, Watford are currently saying, hold my beer. You'll see on Saturday of last week and there's anything to go by. Um, right, let's go through a couple of bits of information about the Watford game. Uh, first of all, I want to let you all know that Tommins is guaranteed to score. Um, <laughs> Tommins... Tommins has played against Rotherham United nine times and has nine goal involvements with eight goals and one assist. Um, <laughs> he's got more against those than anybody else. Um, yeah, so well, as Danny mentioned, it's, it's now over a year, 366 days it is as of day recording since our last away win. That was against Sheffield United on the 8th of November last year. That's 21 games. And since the start of last season, Watford have had more managers than we've had away wins. <laughs> um, what so, have had yeah. more managers than most teams have had away wins, haven't they? <laughs> they haven't, but they haven't changed the manager this season. We're in November, and Watford haven't changed the manager yet. Yeah, we're thinking about that actually earlier on. Yeah, that's it's that's that's going to be some kind of record. I think it has. I think it's well, well possible for that for the pot. So we did a we did a, a scout report, which is a bit longer than normal, but we did a scout report with uh, Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Uh, I've I've watched that because. I, I, we, had a, we had a good laugh about not sacking a manager in November when he's not done very well. Um, but it gives you a bit of a breakdown of where Watford are as a club at the minute as well. I do, do recommend that. And if, and if you want to watch, listen to a podcast, I went on the voice, I went on the voice of the Vic and we had a good chat about former players, which was which was quite fun. A lot of players I didn't know played for us, can't remember them. Um, <laughs> on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, they have a, a video of Prediction League, which is there's a dog involved, there's a guy playing backgammon, there's a random number generator. Gonna have a look at that if you want just some nonsense. Some really good Watford podcast. There's a do- there's a dog involved. Yeah, Jar- Jarvis Cocker Spaniel um, predicts it. He, no- he knocks over a cup and whatever number in the cup. He's predicted us to win five two. So I think he's a really good boy. I think he's a really really good boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take that. We'll see. <laughs> Richard Brown says the Sky Report was was a, was a good watch. Yeah, it's like twenty five minutes, but good watch because it is good fun. Um, anyway, Danny. Onto the serious business, sort of serious business. This away form. Yes. Um, we're back. Is it ever going to end? Ever? <laughs> Can we just skip the away form? We've done about fifteen hours so far this season. On this <laughs> <laughs> just imagine when we finally win. Uh, I mean, well, John's actually raised a valid point. I'm saying about a dog that predicts results. I've got a magic eight ball <laughs> into the podcast, uh, which I'm also going to ask the question: Will we beat Watford? No. Let's see what it says. Come on. It's being slow today. Come on. It just says no. 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 There you go. It's right. So anyway, away form. Yeah. Um, 
it's still a bit dodgy, isn't it? Like I said yeah. before, we're like the se- the second worst away team in the league behind Wednesday. Um, and Plymouth aren't that much better than us either. Um, and I still don't know where the solution is, to be fair. I mean, Matt Taylor's done an interview with Radio Sheffield that I haven't had a chance to listen to yet, where he talks about we can't just go all guns blazing into away games, mm. uh, which I sort which I sort of get at the same time. I didn't like his answer, to be honest with you. Stan asked him about being positive, and he said, he basically said, all we could do is put five strikers up front and be 2 0 down in half an hour or something like that. And I didn't really like that yes, response. Yes, but, but like any sane person who watches football knows that isn't the answer in the modern game. <laughs> yeah. Why well, give it then? You know what I mean? It could have gone, yeah. we can't do it. I, I didn't, I just thought it would have been a smart but, answer. But at the same time, in the last two away games, he's had to make a substitution after 30 minutes because exactly. he's got it wrong. Yeah. You know, so it's. <laughs> it's, really, it's like we need to set up correctly from the first minute and we might see a result like the Ipswich game. Hmm. If he does it again, whether or not it works, I think if he does it again with making a sub in the first half, if we go on and win it, I still think I'd be annoyed. Absolutely. Because mm. if he does it three away games in a row, it's unforgivable. Yeah. Completely unforgivable. Yeah. Isn't it? Whether or not we win yeah. is irrelevant after that. I genuinely think that. Yeah. Um make you laughing. Yeah, just just unforgivable, I don't. Well, isn't it? Three games in a row. If it was three games, I don't think it would be. If it was, you know, I don't know. I just you you can get it wrong once. Okay, yeah. fair enough. The Wednesday game again, we were so poor in that first twenty mm. minutes, thirty minutes that he took someone off. If you do it again, three yeah. away games in a row. If the fact he's not doing it at home as well, I just. I, I don't know. It's, it just screams that he just he knows something's wrong, but is too scared to change it rather mm. than it's being, oh, I got it wrong again. It just it feels like it's it's just him being a bit cowardly, which doesn't sit right with me. I, I don't I don't think. Mm. Yeah, I think I think he's got he's got a way that he wants to play away from home, and each time that he's done that so far, it's it's not worked for whatever reason. But he continues to believe that it's the right way. It may well be. Um, but it's it's not working, and and and, he, and and in my view, as a manager, if it's not working, you need to adapt. You need to tweak at least tweak, you know, to try and to try and stop the mistakes that uh, that have been causing the issues. I, I've listened to the bit of the um, the 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 interview with Rob Staten, and and I, I'm with you, Matt. I thought the answer that he gave was. Um, it, it was almost a case of look, just show up. You don't know what you're talking about. Cost yeah. could just put five up front if you want. Well, I mean, that's like we're not. You know, you're not talking to a three-year-old child. Mm. Uh, with the greatest respect, you're talking. He's talking to a, a a football journalist who knows his knows his stuff, and he's, he's putting a reasonable question to him. He's also uh, talking to the fans as well through through yeah, through yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, which, which so I, I I didn't like that answer as well. But he's probably getting frustrated. He's probably yeah. well. There's no doubt he's as frustrated with the situation as we are. There's, there's no doubt about that. Probably more so because it's mm. his job, it's his life at the moment, isn't it? You yeah. know. Um. So so I, I get why he's frustrated. But like, let's just we just we we need to just we need to just let him get on with it. You know, in my yeah. view, just just let him get on with it and and. He he knows what the mistakes are. He knows what the issues are. So let him address them, and let's mm. all we can do in it. Yeah, true, true. We've got to say though, what is the definition of idiocy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It get it yeah. does get to that point. I don't think we're there yet, but I think it does no. get to that point of 
yeah. if he keeps trying the same thing and it still doesn't work, how long until you mm. think he's he's lost the plot a little bit? Mm. Uh, Voice Vic said, from a walk point of view, if the longer the game stays nil nil, the more the more the crowd will get on the back of their their own the home the home fans. They think we could easily come away with a point or even three. I mean, this is the thing, Tom, that setting up to soak up pressure or frustrate is a valid way of setting up. It is an away team. It does. We've seen it work at New York City multiple times over the, over the history. It does work. But <laughs> it hasn't mm-hmm. worked for us. And for us, it's not even looked like working. They went to the Cardiff game. I know there were injuries. But the Cardiff mm-hmm. game, we sat in and sat in. And we were never going to get anything out of that game. And then as soon as you concede one goal, that's it. You're stuffed. You yeah. know, if you're a bit proactive and you concede a goal, you can change things, tweet things and, and whatever. Mm. If you're so, soaking up pressure go 1-0 down, what, what are you going to do then? Because it, it, yeah. And that's part of the problem for me. Yeah, I also yeah, and it comes back to the point that I just think our squad's naive. I, I mm. genuinely do. I don't think that they've got the confidence to see out games. I don't think they've got the, the know-how, or at least some of them don't. I think they're a bit naive in defending and then... Yeah, I don't think that this this team, if you set them up to defend, will defend for the entire game. I mean, you look at our fullbacks and you think about Dexter and mm-hmm. Bramall and you think, are they the best at defending? No. Yeah. And then you go into the midfield. If they're not on it, then they bypass them easily. And you just, you just think everything about the setup doesn't work. Whereas mm-hmm. if we went for a team, I don't think any, any fan would complain if it ended up being 2-1. But we went after them. I mean, mm-hmm. they uh, they showed they uh, there's, there's some ridiculous stat where we're the second lowest pressing team in the league. When has that ever been a thing? I never. never no, it's 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 a ridiculous stat because we've always maybe not in the best way, but we've always kind of proud proud prided ourselves on kind of pressing mm-hmm. and being in 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 the face of the opposition, not really laying down. To be the second worst, I think it was like sprints or something or. Just kind of high pressing scenario. The the fact that when we did against Ipswich, we were good. It just, mm. I I don't know. It strikes me as a bit of a, you know, kind of wake up and you can see what's happening kind of thing. But who knows? I'm not a manager for many reasons. One of them being my <laughs> tactics. So, um, you know, um, it's just a case of letting him see what he wants to do and. I, I just I don't know I just I genuinely think something needs to change and we just need to to go to go after them. I mean, uh, like some of the fans are saying, I don't think they're completely on. Is it is Ismail? The, the uh, Valerian Ismail. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think they're completely behind him. I think if we go after them and get a goal early on, it, it could be we could comfortably see the game out. Whereas. How we go after how we're going after it is to sit back and let them come on to us, which never works for us. I don't think it ever does. Maybe at home, maybe, maybe at home, but I don't think anyone would like it if we did that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think this game is a game for a change, and if it doesn't, then <laughs> I think we're just gonna be when fed up. It? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think we should be fed up. John says, when when playing a team that's not in great form, I don't understand the theory and sitting back. Why give them the initiative yeah. and confidence to the opposition? That's and that's exactly right, mate. We've played a couple of teams this season away from home who have not been in great form. Huddersfield and Millwall being two really good examples of teams that were in real poor bits of form. You sit in, give them the opportunity, and then you get done. We can't yeah. do that. What what for the they're on a decent, I think the five unbeaten, so they're not like you know, they're not in the doldrums, they're not awful. But they're not in the position that they would expect themselves to be, having only got relegated a couple of years ago. You've got to put them under pressure because we all we all know every home home base in the in the league will be like this. Put them under pressure and get an early goal. The fans turn 
at almost every single club. Mm-hmm. We saw it at Sunderland for a brief time, but yeah, we, yeah. We, you see these things happen. We've got to see that initiative and positivity, and we can't just sit in. We just, I just we just can't. Oh, yeah, we've called for it all season, haven't we? So um, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. You know, you've got to you've got to give the players. The players have got to take some responsibility as well for mm. the, the the away performances. And 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 as as Tom, uh, I'm not sure if it was Tom or Danny alluded to earlier on. You know, we've got to, we've got two. Uh, we've come back from behind in the last two games. You know, it's give it. It should give the players confidence to know and to understand. Mm. That they are capable of competing in this league. Not that they should need that. Not that they should need that at all, because they're more than capable. So um, let's let's wait and see. We can only wait and see for Saturday, can't we? And uh, see what we can uh, what we can what we can drum up. Mm, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and um, I'm also thinking about Saturday as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tobias says, never seen us losing five games. First win on Saturday, yeah. We've got the look of the Swedish with us, um, yes. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully, that's a, a positive. Uh, what for the voice of Vic says, you'll do no worse than to start Hugel and having some nip- nippy lad playing against him. Hugel will win easily win most of the duels on Saturday because we can't handle big physical players. That three, five, two, then. three five two, then three five two with Nombe. Can you drop Nombe, Danny? Because I thought it was excellent. Mm-hmm. For me, he can't drop him. He's, if he is a streaky player, which you would assume Matt Taylor knows, you go three five two and you put Nombe and Hugo up top. Like that's that for me. That's a no brainer. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I mean, we saw briefly Nombe and Hugo uh, against Ipswich, like only briefly until Kelly mm-hmm. came on. Um, but if <laughs> if that's the way. Um, we can get a Watford, you know, the nippy lad up uh, off a shoulder, Hugo winning the jewels and Nombe nipping in into the quote-unquote goal-scoring positions. Um, I think we'd be silly not to go to up top with Nombe and Hugo uh, and have and have Kelly as your impact player. Just mm. to keep it um, chaotic in the second half, shall we say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's hopefully it's three five two and not four three three. Thirty minutes substitution to make it five three two. Mm. Yeah. Uh, any other changes you'd make, Tom? If we went three five two. You probably have to play Revan, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. And then and then any, any other changes? Still mid same midfield three. I'd I'd drop Cafu. I'd oh yeah. yeah. In that case, I'd I'd have the same midfield three. Yeah, Klukas, Rathbone, and Thierry. Mm. Hugo, Nombe, uh, yeah, I dropped Fred as well. We Not can even put Fred as the wing back. You know, you can drop Dexter and put Fred there because because he, he he has done it. He did it against somebody. Can't remember who. He did it against, he did against Stoke at the start of the season. Is the only game I can remember. Yeah. And, I remember <laughs> and, he, and he got torn apart a little bit. Fair. I don't know. I, I I think he's wasted there as well. I think you're not getting the best out of him. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Not through fault or anything like that. I just think through necessity, you drop Fred because um, I think you need to put two strikers. I think you need to have a, a bit more of a defensive kind of setup. Hmm. Mate, I don't know with Cafu. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's tough. Um, yeah, I don't think I would start him, but I think he he would. I think he would personally thrive better in that role. Um, mm-hmm. of having a bit less responsibility, and yeah. I, I think as 
I think if you look at Taylor as well and how he was with with Exeter, it's he played a five back with Exeter. So it'd be a three what, four one two or something like that. Yeah, you have like two strikers, one behind them, mm. two midfielders who did all the dirty work. We've got the we have got the setup that he loves, but yet he's yeah. not going to it. And I don't. It strikes me as to why not where he was so successful with, and now he's not. I don't. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Um, I, I truly do not know. But you know. We we will see. Personally, I'd go five back um, against Watford. Yeah, I I, I drop I drop uh, Cathu as well, I, and then I would let Tiahi and Kyle and Klukas do all the dirty work, and let Rathbun do whatever he wants. Because yeah. it, we we are restricting Rathbun this season, and he, we need to take the lead off him and just let him go. Um, yeah. And against Watford, uh, every Watford fan I've spoke to this week has mentioned Ollie Rathbun and how how good he was last season against them. And we haven't seen that Ollie Rathbone yet this season more than once or twice. Mm. Um, and I've, I don't blame Cafu. I blame the tactics that are accommodating Cafu that I think are stopping Rathbone. Um, and then you got Jamie Lindsay. We've got to, hopefully at some point we see Jamie Lindsay on Saturday. You know, if we're if we need, if we're seventy minutes in and we the game's close, Jamie Lindsay's got to come on like he should have come on on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Last shout for any changes, Mick? Anything else? No, no, no. It's uh, no. Um, we'll just go through a few more comments through here. Um Fremis says definitely starts Hugo number Hugo number. Top Catley says he would go five up top him and Matt Taylor. <laughs> um Terry Fremis says Cafu needs a drop like Hugo to give him a shake. Uh shake mm. but work with Hugo. I agree. I think that's fair. I oh, say, I think... Quick one. Is it Morrison or Ayala? Fitness dependent. I'd be happy with either. Yeah. I I'd, I'd lean towards Morrison, but I thought Ayala was really really good. Ayala looked like he not he he'd been playing every week. He didn't look like his first game in six months or whatever it were. Mm. I didn't think. I thought I was. I think I, that could be a great sign, and if if he continues to improve, I agree. I, yeah. I heard Sky Sports say that he trained with us during pre-season and then went to Bristol Rovers. Didn't get a contract, and then we went back to him. We were really? linked with him a lot, weren't we? His mm. name popped up more than once under... His, his name was like one of the first names to pop up on the rumour mill, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. Uh, and on Sky Sports, he said he was with us early in pre-season before going down to Bristol for a trial. And then they didn't sign him. Yeah. Would you sign for Joey Barton? Yeah, true. I wouldn't. I didn't no, I wouldn't surprised he didn't go to City, though. Yeah, I am surprised at that. Mm. Uh, Graham Lindley wants to know the referee. The referee is scheduled to a Mr. Stephen Martin, um, <laughs> famed for wearing the tightest refereeing shirts. I think it's extra, extra small, uh, the, the refereeing yeah. shirts that he wears uh, when it should be a large. Um, he is averaging six yellow cards a game. Oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> uh, not many is red it, cards, to be fair, um, though. Is it Steve, I've got the loudest whistle in the NFL, Martin? Correct, yes. Okay, yeah. Loudest whistle, tightest shirts. That is that is that kind of guy. Um, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. We, I think I think we've had games where he's had pretty good games and quiet games, but also had games where he's just look at me, I'm centre of attention. So we'll see what we get with the uh, with Mr. Martin. Prediction time, Tom. What we reckon? Um, I think we we'll, I think we'll snatch it one 0 I like it, Mick. Two one, Rotherham. Yeah, actually, no, I take it back. 2-1, rather. We're not keeping a clean sheet. 2-1. <laughs> right, we're not. We're definitely not. Come on, Vixen. Oh, it's not Vixen. Because your dad's going, otherwise he's going to get a... 
<laughs> yeah, I, I can picture Tobias just storming onto the pitch just to have a word with Victor. <laughs> that would be a sight. Yeah. Tobias, yeah, don't, don't take what I've just said as an idea, please. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use the same prediction that I used on the um, the Rivals podcast earlier tonight, and I'm going to say a cheeky 1 0 to Rotherham. Like style. Um, I did my prediction on Monday before the Ipswich game, but I've, I think I've got to stick with it, and I went 2 0 to Watford. Um, I may well change that, but I've, I went with it on Monday, so I, I will stick with it. Um, Terry Femme says 2 1 to the Millers. John Morell says he's just played backgammon with his dog, and it's going to be a 2 1 Watford win. <laughs> I'm going um, against what the Magic 8 Ball said, by the way. That's every well, that's win. it, yeah. Well, it's like you've got to start keeping a record of the results of the Magic 8 Ball if it's because if it's wrong all the time, we know we don't have, you know, you can just ignore it. But if it's if it's right, we can keep you know, keep we'll keep an well, eye if on we, that. If we don't beat Watford, we know it's right. Because <laughs> you can't really yeah. ask it if it's going to be a win, uh, win draw or loss because it says it's like yes or no thing. Yeah, 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 with you. Uh, Doc Kettler says 2 0. Reg says 3 1 to the Millers. Brian X says 3 1 to Watford. Well, he thinks we know the disappointing game. And Phil says 3 0, I think, to us, which is an incredibly positive prediction. <laughs> um, there we go. Anything else, boys, we need to mention? Nah. Brilliant. Was it handball? Handball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the closest one that was handball was when it came off George's hand, which was the most blatant ball to hand thing I've ever seen in my life. Bear in mind, George's hand recoiled off the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike Miller says, This Rotherham side can't win away. Watford win. Probably. Uh, says, the Magic 8 ball is wrong. You know it's bad when you're using that as a basis of prediction. <laughs> yeah. i just yeah. give you... I, I, haven't, I haven't put the league table up for the prediction league. Danny, you are sitting on a single point this season. Good. Now, it's three points for a correct score, one point for a correct for a correct, correct result. You've got one point this season. Good. Uh, Mick, you are, you've got one right score line and one correct result. Um, it, I'll do the score, but I'm I'm on something like eleven points. It, it's, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, this I didn't want to do it because it, and I'm you just wonder why I brought the magic eight ball into it. I need all the help I can get. Bear in mind, all the all the shows Joy's been on, Danny. You're on the same level of points as Joy, and Joy's only been on like two or three times this season. Which is why I've got the magic eight ball. Can't <laughs> <laughs> um, Will I get any more points in the prediction league? Let's see what it says. Come on, behave yourself. It's not even answered me, even it doesn't. Oh, there you go. Definitely right. not bothered. No. Um, right. Thank you all for being with us tonight. Make sure you check out the scouting report, which is up, up at the moment. We shall be back on Sunday evening, which will be a review of obviously the Watford game. We don't know what the plans are for the international break. We'll see if we can get something interesting put forward, but we'll work on that over the next two or three days. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Give this video a thumbs up as well. And if you're on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your audio podcasts, um, please do subscribe and give us a five-star rating wherever it allows you to do so. Mick, thank you very much tonight. You've not... You, well, you've upset with Twitch fans, I suppose. So, oh, sorry. Um, Twitch fans. Probably I, th- I mean, they're, they're, they're incredibly resilient. As they prove <laughs> I cannot be upset about that. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, sorry, Uh Danny, thank you for being with us, mate. It's been a pleasure. I'm always a pleasure, lads. And Tom, thank you for being with us, mate. I will see you next time. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. See you next time and up the Millers. 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 It's a wild, wild short goal. Slot.
Chelsea beyond Fodringham and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby and for the first time in 42 years Fodringham United win at Bramall Lane on the edge of the box to Duffy he can hit them and he does Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.